When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Beltaloda, the officially unofficial podcast for The Expanse on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 6, Episode 5, Why We Fight. Uh, it's a penultimate episode, not just for the season, but for the show. And they had a lot of ground to cover. I feel, I feel like they were moving things, like knowing kind of roughly where this is going. I felt like they moved pieces appropriately close to the finish line, so I'm excited by that. Uh... And I thought this was just an excellent episode all around. How'd you feel about it? As n- and not being a book reader, uh, I remember my son and I watched this last night together for the first time. And we're both like, my God, how are they going to wrap this up in like an hour and six <laughs> minutes of television? Because it is going to be a supersized episode. This next one, it's like an hour mm-hmm. and 10 run minute uh, runtime. The average one has been, I think, between 43 and 48 this this year. Uh, because, you know, in my mind, the things that they, I, the strange dog shit, whatever, but the things they have to answer is what's the deal with the new proto molecule ships? Um, what is the fate of Marco and his free Navy? Um, and like, how are they going to like, and, and also the mystery of the ring gate, like, like what is going on with the red fire that's dissolving ships? Like uh, to me, those are the three things yeah. that have to be resolved. And I just don't see how you divide like an hour and six minutes up and, and get satisfying and, and also have enough time to give like an emotional. I imagine it'll be like a 10 minute epilogue that's going to kind of at least 10, 15 minute epilogue that kind of like yeah. just puts to bed the major characters that we care about and, and give them fitting in. But not so totally tributes if any of them fall. What? Yeah. Not, but not totally. We don't want to totally put them to bed. Right. Because who knows what happens there's, in the future? There's so got to be gonna further. Be adven- there's got to be an opening for further adventures and things like that. So I. Yeah. But but yeah, this was uh this was an interesting episode that like uh you know when the Martians went through the ring gate and got their shit kicked in, I'm like, God damn, those proto molecule ships. Turns out those aren't even the proto that's like some ring something that we well, had no idea what are, was going on. Those are what you're calling the proto molecule ships. So those those uh railguns were what was coming yeah. through. Really? Yeah, they were just being transported. So those aren't spaceships? Those were not spaceships, no. No, they were very pointy, and if you look at, like, Avasarala's schematics of those things, or readouts, whatever, they look, if you flip them, they look pretty much just like what we saw coming through the gate. Boy, I guess I would have appreciated a little bit more of, like, things being tugged, or, you know, like, it's, uh, yeah, Yeah, okay, that's, all right, fair enough, so there's no protomolecule ships, so there's one less thing that has to be resolved. Well, there is one, there's some construction platform around Laconia, which I guess... Is a protomolecule well, ship of some type, but yeah, or maybe it's a shipyard, you know, because they they, yeah. they talked yeah, about the uh, you know Marco 
I mean, that was an interesting thing that I thought from the episode two that that scene with him and Renfield, where she's like, "Look, it doesn't matter what happens in the system. You control the ring gate now, and you have access to a, it's just inevitable yeah. that you've got access to thirteen hundred systems, count like all the material you'd need, all the like." I, and I thought it's like, God, I don't know how you defeat. I don't know how you defeat this. But um, no, I I thought it was excellent because like I thought all of the emotional stakes uh, yeah. were correct, and you know. Um, I thought I, I also for the first time I thought like boy what is people's that are not watching the X-rays experience with this season because like this episode uh-huh. I felt like built a lot on one or two of those things where it's like you probably picked it up but like Avastral injecting herself with stuff like what the hell and then the drummer you know, episode I thought was the drummer like right lent a like, lot like of context the, to this and then I think you'll be fine if you haven't seen the x-rays, but like that's mm-hmm. for the first time I was like, ooh, wow, those x-rays are a little bit more structural and integral to the storytelling than I thought, which is, I think, an argument for them mostly being put into the episodes. But sure. yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was a, it's another confident episode because they really slow down. There's not a tremendous amount mm-hmm. of action, hardly any, like other than the, the uh, opening space battle, which is just a one-sided slaughter. Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought uh, all I, I was surprised. I thought there would be balls to wall. I thought this would be kind of like a Game of Thrones season where like every episode is just a big battle, big battle, big battle. But again, I know pe- it's it's a short season. The episodes are not total uh, uh, tremendously long, but like I get I, I can't find the holes where they're like short, short changing the storytelling or the the character beats, at least as far as, as a non book reader. I, I'm not seeing. them. Yeah, it does feel a lot like the books. I remember. um at the end of book six, um, things happen swiftly, uh, and th- th- they're kind of preserving a surprise for you, right? So they can't can't really roll out like pieces of that. They need it kind of to happen all at once, and so I think that's why we haven't seen a lot more progress on some of these uh, plot threads that we've had. But w- we get a little bit today, um, and I-, yeah. I was happy for that. But what really got me in this episode is the emotional scenes, um, the scenes between Naomi and Drummer, the scene. Honestly, between Philip and his crew captain, whoever the fuck that guy is. Tadeo, I think. Sure. Uh, the, the, the scenes of Avasarala wondering if she's doing the right thing for Earth. Like, there's so many good scenes. And this, this title of Bobby Why Amos. We Fight. It, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> there's not so much emotion uh, there. It's more uh, hmm, the, the, the sweet emotion that Aerosmith, I think, was singing about. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought all of it really came together made an excellent episode and I'm excited for next week to see how they wrap this up. And I'm not super worried because I've heard from a couple people. Um, one guy in particular, Pete Peppers is a YouTuber that I've kind of gotten friendly with on Twitter, um, during the, our foundation coverage. And he, mm. unlike us, just binged as soon as he got the screeners, just binged the whole fucking thing, did like a 10 minute preview <laughs> video. And I talked to him back and forth and I'm like. I guess my best case scenario is this is like season three. It ends with like an obvious question mark, but mm-hmm. also a thoroughly satisfying conclusion of the three season arc that we've been on. And he said, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly yep. how this is going to feel. So like it has to, I was on record. I mean, you hear me a podcast four years ago that like I said, when, when expanse was hanging in the brink, if they end at season three, I won't be mad because I felt like I got a really good conclusion to the story. There's definitely more story here, but like mm. that's a, that's a question that just literally got raised by the last episode. 
So, like, yeah, I want to see more, but, like, I also don't, like, geez, what happens to Jules Pierre? What happens, though? Like, all, all the, the, you know, what's going on? I, I, I understood the state of the universe as it was. And then season four kicked off an entire... So, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm one of the ones that's five episodes in. I'm not feeling like this has been a... a I've, I've been through plenty of hurry up. We got a final season gun oh, to your yeah. head finish this thing like i've been through that penny dreadful i've been through that with true blood i've been Board like I, I imagine i could think of better shows if i thought about it <laughs> um this is not this does not feel like that this does not yeah. feel like people who have had an ultimatum and like you're you know like like i think this might have felt this way like if they canceled at season five but uh-huh. this does feel like by all accounts a good stopping point so and if you Hopefully want more, more it's, it's there right you can go read the books uh and, and i'm going to i'm gonna yeah I like I've like unless they literally decide in the next two weeks that they're going to extend the expanse or it's going to be a mini series or something picked up like I'm uh you know if it's going to be years and years before we're podcasting about this I'm going to go ahead and read the books for yeah, sure because sure. I'm I want to know what the hell's going on in Laconia mm-hmm. if, if it doesn't get wrapped up so all right should we talk about anything else or get right into the episode I think we should get into the episode but first let's take a quick break. All right, we're back, and we rejoin the action as we have the last four weeks with the adventures of Kara the Explorer in the pet cemetery of strange dogs. I fucking this knew the, it. This is chapter five of Kara. Um, yeah, no, I it it like this. Everyone knew this was coming. Right? I know. I think everybody called it like episode two. <laughs> the, the The only question was like, how fucking creepy is it going to be? And yeah. I gotta say, the thing is, is I didn't find this guy particularly creepy. No. He seemed to be fully Zan, her brother. Like, well, except for the glowing blue eyes and the mottled skin well, and the... I well, don't know, the, he I, looked I, more like I, a risen cat to me than, <laughs> than just like a normal kid, but... But he's not a bad seed, like, he's not, there's nothing menacing. I mean, oh, yeah, but yeah, and I was yeah. also wondering, like, how much of that, like, mottled skin was just the fact that he's recently resurrected, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like angry or evil or like he hugged a sister back there are mm-hmm. some infecting her with molecule perhaps who knows yeah there, there's some com- uncomfortable what was the kid that was uh praxis daughter's friend mateo uh K- K- katoa there's a little uncomfortable uh, yeah. katoa little moments and a little bit of like joseph miller uh when he was talking about what is the substrate that kind of idea like miller would talk about I don't know how I know these things. I just know they're like in my head. Like yeah. that now we've seen this manifest in like a seven year old boy. But I, I don't know. Is he a is he a protomolecule being now? I think he's some kind of hybrid. Yeah, I would assume. Is, is this like the actual thing that the uh, uh, Jules Pierre Meow was trying to accomplish? Is this the end goal? Because the strange dogs are some kind of bioengineer. I could be. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it continues to be insane that like however many what were they they're probably in a year into the laconia experiment uh that there's all this wildlife that people just don't know that much about and these kids are i mean th- this is a funny scene like i like the fact that she used the gurney bed that's like <laughs> like like gps return to home to kind of like just as a decoy and, yeah 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 um the other thing is, again, here's where, like, I wish I had something beside the 320i uh, screener copy that we have, because there's a point where Zan looks up into the woods and says something like, I have never seen that before. And then the Kara gives him a hug and he hugs her back and the camera kind of pans off in that general direction. And I was expecting to see, like, like, I remember in Bloodborne, 
there's this whole thing where like once you get a certain level of insight you start seeing like these horrific beings that are like on the ceiling and and are like you know dominating these areas that you couldn't see before because you've pierced through the veil and i was kind of expecting to see like some kind of crazy proto-molecule vision kind of like whenever they'd so show katoa looking at a person and he could see their glowing brain and their venous system and stuff like that i was like one is but and they kept panning up and up and up and it was just dark evergreen uh, if there was something sinister in there, I couldn't make it out in my screener copy. So yeah, me either. That's something I can't wait when we wa- do the live watch this Thursday. I'm going to be like eyes totally peeled to see if there's something with the with the uh, 4K copy. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now she's just got to explain this to her parents. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, and what I guess now that this works, like, what is the laconian high command what's admiral coarte uh (laughs) like these guys are pretty militarized having Mm. undead super soldiers that's like every bond villain's dream right oh yeah you know like i I wonder if there's going to be military applications for this uh hybridization process will they get volunteers are are they going to execute the guy that killed Zan and then bring him back with the strange dogs? I don't know. A lot, a lots of interesting questions. And like, Gary, again, like, what? Where the fuck does this go in two to five minutes more of plot? Yeah, that's the real question. Um, I, I imagine it goes to the military. They they get word of it. Um, they get wind of it, and then we kind of don't know what they're going to do with it. I can't see us getting like. I don't know. Maybe you could do it in a montage, right? You could do it in a, a montage of them like meetings in and you know taking samples and injecting their people and seeing how that goes you could do it but i i doubt we get that far all right we'll move on to the next scene back in our solar system martian stealth ships under mcr in control assault the ring gate you idiots where they get a brisk reception courtesy the six new massive protomolecule inspired rail guns affixed to the ring station obliterating the entire fleet in a matter of seconds Shocking, shocking how easily they were dispatched. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, that that is true. Uh, they were dispatched far more easily than they expected to be. But also, you idiots! Like you said, you didn't have the numbers. You said you didn't have the fleet, and you went ahead and did it with a a fraction of your fleet. How does that make sense? How, how did you think you were going to win this? But well, the thing is, know. is I think they did win against the forces that they knew about. It was the railgun. The, yeah. the the ring stabilized rail guns that just completely took him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I don't know I uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, they just put everybody else in worse like, position. Yeah, but like, oh man, this in a military engagement when you're talking about st- like like if if I was if I was a earthbound military leader and today you know and I'm planning an invasion of some country. Uh, I don't, I don't, and part of my war plans isn't, what if the Independence Day aliens come during the invasion and side with the opposition? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, you know, Rumsfeld, I grew up in the era of him droning on about the unknown unknowns and the known unknowns. Like, this is, like, the most unknown unknown that you could possibly imagine. So, yeah. like, they're, I think they actually achieved complete tactical surprise completely obliterated the defenses that they had outside the gate and were in a good shape to just kick in Medina station's ass. They just didn't, they didn't know about the super protomolecule railgun. So hmm. 
it's, it's like one of those things. It's like it was it was a flawlessly executed raid that failed because of information that they could had no way of knowing. And it, in, yeah, it's in, tough to in, tell. In, and do you wait? Do you wait until Marco gets the uh, undisputed control of the ring gate that gets his big fleet up there? I, I don't. It's it's hard to criticize the decisions because it doesn't seem like anyone has all the information and the technology to make good ones. And sitting on your hands while so many people are dying and suffering, oof, it's it's tough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, back aboard the Pella, Renfield and Marco get and give updates on the repair status of their stricken ship as well as the successful repulsion of the invaders from Mars. Uh (laughs) I love saying that. The the invading Martians, uh, which ends up calling for celebration. Yeah, and also um, there seems to be some unrest amongst the Velters, right? Uh, There is some rebellion going on. Uh, Iopetus is is full on in rebellion. They've they've just abandoned the Free Navy uh, totally at this point. And when we, we were talking about this, because like, this is something I kind of looked into each of these stations as far as like what their, uh, uh, what, what, their whole, what their whole deal is, you know? Um, and that is like the third largest moon of Saturn. So it's very remote, very small, probably. I even think we talked about it being kind of like on the insignificant side. And, and Mark, but Marco's like, hey, this is a chink in my armor I and I can't afford to have one. I don't, I don't like this at all. I think this is one of the weakest scenes um, simply because really? if Marco truly believes that, then what the hell is with his decision about series? Like the biggest, the largest, the the most prominent, most important population of belters. If, if you think that one station could cause a cascade, how about that being series station when you abandon and betray them? I guess the difference is like breaking up with the person versus being dumped. You know, like series was all part of the plan. This I have well, stuff is not all part of the plan. The way that any of this stuff is all part of Marco's plan, right? Is like Cause improvisation the plan, and 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 but, moving the goalposts and all that stuff. You know, now that I see his plan, it's actually quite brilliant. Um. Like his plan was to last long enough to get these rail guns installed. Once he did, he mm-hmm. has got into like whatever happens in the solar system, he will win the war long term. Like Belters will rule the world unless the Laconians end up doing it first. But you know what I mean? Like it's like not a bad play. Like, and you got to, you know, if, if you look at it from a horrific calculus of you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, it makes a lot of sense because if he can just keep the inners pinned down for a matter of months till he gets enough titanium out there and gets enough of the thing then then they're safe there's uh-huh. nothing that the inners can do to them um yeah no so it's, it's a great it's, plan but it, his sentiment here of like one one station could you know bring it bring this whole thing down or start start a chain reaction that does and i guess i, I just fundamentally like, disagree that betraying yeah. the belters on serious station isn't that one station well, and, and and that's and and I guess the thing I, I that makes a lot of sense what you're saying is like why is Renfield the one to have to remind him of his own damn plan? Like you know he's sure. bitching and moaning yeah. about Iapetus because uh, maybe it's a blow to his ego. I, I think it, I For I sure, actually yeah. used a dumping tech terminology, but I think it might just be who that like like this is concrete evidence that there is massive unrest because of drummer. This mm-hmm. is like an ego driven thing. So it's like and yeah. she has to bring him back. To like look, this is our plan. Who gives a fuck? You're going to be the master of 1300 worlds. You have mm-hmm. all the resources you can build, you know, like she took out one unarmed depot. You're going to have the a, a 1300 systems to pillage. 
and build shipyards and what and like you know i it it is it just just shows what a baby he is you know that like he can't even keep the eye on the prize when his plan is working flawlessly mm-hmm. and she has to be the one that's gonna like hey you know what this is a victory we should celebrate it you know we yeah. need to get the bad taste of defeats out of our mouth and what better way to do it than to wash it out with uh <laughs> what was they end up drinking the finest earth rum you know i, yeah, I forget exactly something. what it is the spirits the brandies whatever they're breaking out the good stuff yeah and i do love when we see them kind of partying uh you see everybody celebrating and drinking and phillips walking through the halls of the pella he's he's kind of like not even you know it doesn't phase him at all he's because he could have access to this rum anytime he wants right as as marco's son he could bust yeah. open a crate of this stuff and just party himself all night long uh but he got his fill of that on series i think yeah, is a, yeah for sure yeah, this is a direct reaction to like i'm going to be the guy who's serious and clocking in on time and why everybody else is three sheets to the wind you know yeah i just like the privilege that it shows with him strolling down the halls not engaging with this stuff um because because he yeah was able to do that before as marco's son so next scene, we have the Joint Military Command of the UN and MCR in forces meeting to discuss contingency plans now that Marco has an iron grip on the ring station. Surprisingly, the admirals and generals looked over their whole tool kit, considered every option, and decided that all-out desperation attack is, is the only thing they can do. Yeah. They've got, they Round got this tool bag so full well. of hammers, and all they see is nails, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, Avasarala, not so sure. Uh, the true surprising thing here is that Bobby is not on the Rossi anymore. She's back with Avasarala advising her again or whatever. That was shocking to me, but it also makes a lot of sense. That was a one kind of time detachment, I guess. Although, Apparently. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, everybody was hoping, right, that Bobby would yeah. join the crew permanently. And yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens next episode. I wonder, because I wonder like how much does Avasarala need Bobby versus how much does Bobby need to be cut loose and do what she does best? Um, yeah. And the, it, so uh, the other thing I wonder is like, how is the Rasananti going to be a central figure in this war to come? Because it's mm-hmm. just one Martian Corvette. It can't like hold its own against Marco's Navy. So like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is he going to 180 no scope his way uh, to ring gate victory? <laughs> like, I, I think that thing works once, maybe. Uh, yeah, my, mildly interesting. Mm, all of that. Mm. All of it. Uh, I, I, but, I, uh, I do like um, the stuff after she dismisses, uh, you know, the rest of her advisors and Bobby and her left alone in the room. She's talking about, you know, have I gone soft? Um, she's she's questioning whether the decisions she's made have been sort of uh ones she would have made in the past that kept her safe and i think the answer is no but i think that's for good reason uh she's breaking patterns here right and it's it's there's a clear path forward for the solar system which i like uh especially at the end of this episode with the handshake like that is that is the moment says that says to me the future is going to be different, and we could almost kind of leave the series there uh, to some degree, and I would be totally happy because fundamentally the thing that caused all the problems at the beginning is the divisions between Earth, Mars, and the Belt, and if you can patch yeah. those over finally, you have some grand resolution here, and I'm I'm happy to see that. 
Uh, and yeah, there's still threats out there that need to be dealt with, and we will deal with those next episode, I'm sure. But it, I, I don't know. It felt it felt very climactic in that moment. Um, and all of this is like her questioning her decisions and asking Bobby for her input and then sort of dismissing Bobby's input when she gives it because Bobby is just a tool in search of a use is Do you think she was dismissive or it's more kind of like I've heard it you said and it's inflammatory and I need to think about it. I need to think I, about I think it's that and it does spur her to action, I think. But yeah, but it's yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. coincidental too, right? Like drummer showing up out of nowhere is just like an opportunity that she can use to actually fight back. And I think her version of fighting that's back what is Bobby not was saying. throwing a punch. Her version of fighting back is putting out a hand in a in a handshake, right? Yeah, but, that, but that's what Bobby's point is. Like, you know, now's not the time to sulk. Now's the time to look for the next exactly. opportunity to fuck the enemy. And drummer coming but in Bobby with this massive... But Bobby would do that with a punch to the face. Bobby would do that with a, a railgun round. Um, right. Avasarala sees, yes, okay, the sentiment is correct, but I need to use this. Uh, yes. I need to do this in my 100%. way. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, the point where you're talking about, like, the odds against, you know, like, the fact that she's like, uh, you know, are the odds in our favor for this attack? And the Admiral's like, well, no, but and she dismissed him. I, I, that's the thing, though. Like, if if it's you never know in war, right? Like uh, three episodes or two episodes ago, James Holden defeated an enemy fleet that had a three to one numerical five to one missile advantage. Uh mm-hmm. You never fuck. You just never fucking know. And these admirals know we got better ships. We got better training. We got probably more cohesive yeah. discipline. If we get hit him with a big enough punch, and now we know the rail guns are there, we can like, you know, because they're they, all they can see is like the other thing is like, what we're just going to give up. We're just going to negotiate <laughs> terms. We're going to do. It's that's the thing. It's like you know, if if no other options exist, why not the all out attack? Why not like whatever forces we got left? Because who knows? And and the advantage shifts to the enemy every day. So like mm-hmm. I'm not super against what the admirals are saying here. It's yeah. just more of like I'm glad Avasaral has got the wisdom to, you know, uh, to maximize the opportunities that she has and has the allies that she's gathered over the last few seasons and <laughs> right? made the changes because season one Avasaral could not successfully prosecute this war. No, she would. She'd lose. No, no. Yeah, she she needs uh, Naomi specifically in this in this moment, which I think is interesting. You know, with how. Uh, not mistrustful of her she was uh, at the end of season four but like you know there were question marks right or was it season five oh, yeah. um yeah yeah for sure you know where they're all hanging out and she's like oh can i trust naomi because she's a belter right um right yeah th- there's just a lot of good stuff in these scenes uh the un or the un yeah the unn wants to reinforce the rasinante with new protomolecule derived carbon silicate armor plating Shades of the uh, the blade of armor. You always heard them going on and on about Deep Space Nine. Sure. Uh, which Peaches has mixed feelings about. Then, as predicted by some of our listeners in the feedback episode, Dr. Okoye leads, uh, lends a critical assist to Naomi's research into the Ringgate disappearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about what uh, Claire is saying here about her father and being you know, all the things that are happening here, you know? Uh, kind of making it seem as if he was right. Man, because it's something we just talked about in the feedback episode, right? The fact that can Jules-Pierre be correct when he's also the fault of all this happening? Right. 
Like, what if instead of clandestine, they said, "Look, we've got this new thing. We're going to give a uh, we're going to give a sample to the best scientists in the belt and the Mars and the Earth, and we're going to work at this like a joint Manhattan project." Does any of this happen? You know, and then you go back yeah. to like, there's this, there's this tons. Of, I, I felt like I felt like it, honestly, I I don't know. I feel like people are going to accuse us of pre watching because I felt like a goddamn genius. Like all of the stuff that was like laid out by like drummer and like you know the whole like you know this has been a hundred years of oppression. You guys could have stopped and changed it, and we'd been have a totally different conversation. Any why is now going to be different? It, it's tough because it's like that old saying. It's like you know if things were different, then they'd be different. Sure. You know, but they're not, so they are, and. But I can understand why she personally has misgivings because this is probably her darkest fear. Oh God, what if my dad was right? Mm-hmm. You know, what if what if my what if my dad space Hitler space Mengele? What if he was right to do all the crazy fucking research and that end up? I it it almost be like if you were like the niece or the daughter of one of those Nazi scientists, and it turns out some of that crazy fucking research actually solved COVID. You know, as a direct result. Sure. Like, does that make that shit right? Does that mean that you know you don't but, have to be wrong to be an amoral asshole is what I would right. say. Uh, yeah. You know, methods are sometimes just as important as the means. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still think <laughs> Jules Pierre is an asshole um, and probably did oh, a, a sure. lot, a lot of terrible things that didn't need to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and didn't need to, and it's certainly, like I said, the thing is like what makes him a unique asshole is he unilaterally took it upon himself to uh-huh. do all these things with shadow governments from, from all the major factions. That's what makes it especially egregious. Like this wasn't something that the whole human race through some kind of lever of democracy decided jointly. This is just something right. that like the rich and powerful decided that they had to do because and decided they wanted to test it on people without their knowledge and, and sh- shit like that is is the horrifying stuff i'm all for researching any anything we find out there right like yeah yeah let's research it all let's understand it let's let's make it useful for us but let's do it in a way that doesn't get a ton of people hurt or killed in the process yep uh there's also the the specter of amos uh going awol i think is like that's the first thing i thought when i heard that he's off the ship and hasn't told when he's, i'm like jesus amos might just be gone you know i was, was wondering really yeah after that scene with uh with holden where yeah he i don't know he felt betrayed by holden for sure uh we did so I, I, there was some speculation maybe informed speculation uh from some listeners last last episode about dr akoye given the assist to naomi we said that made a lot of sense, but we were like, well, she actually threw the ring gate. Turns out she is. She's in a Europa lab and she's able to confirm and, and uh, uh, firm up a lot of these predictions and analysis that she's done. And it turns out that, yeah, like there's a certain threshold of energy to mass ratio that a ship can trigger that brings on a disappearance or makes the disappearances more likely to some pattern here. I, um, I like this better, I think, than it happened in the book, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I said partially informed exp- uh, 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 speculation. Did, did Dr. Okoye actually lend this assist in the book? I don't think so. I don't remember okay. that happening. Okay. Um, I remember it was more Naomi figured this out herself, but okay. it, it makes a little bit more sense that it would take like a research scientist to, to understand the patterns that we're seeing here. But especially this research scientist that had this experience. Exactly. With these, these red gate energy, the, be- uh, beings uh, entities that uh, Holden's talking about yeah. and 
it's also I thought it was nice that it's kind of like the theme of nostalgia of this season. Like, hey, we brought back Pax or yep. uh, Prax. We bought brought back Doctor Okoye. Uh, like all the 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 periphery characters from years before, they're still alive and on the board. Uh, we're gonna bring them in for a little uh, COVID era webcam. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, tight being shot so they can get a line or two in. I I liked it. I liked it. So I, I I'm glad that it felt like more of like it like our whole team from all six seasons is coming together like the Super Friends or the Avengers. Uh, and assembling yeah i half expected when we heard that amos wasn't you know coming out uh or back on the ship or whatever immediately that he was like off sending a tight beam to eric or something on on luna station mm. luna base it would be cool to see I, I gotta say it would be very cool to see eric somehow and like one yeah, if, yeah. If, uh get a tight beam from here uh what do you and then the the final of this uh that they also speculate that like are these entities trying to get out mm-hmm. i guess if i'm predicting a season three type resolution that there is going to be an after credit scene of like one of the ring gates collapsing and some red energy pouring out and fucking something up i don't know uh because that's what it feels like that's like the proto molecule was the antagonist and then he turned out it's just a fancy screwdriver mm-hmm it would make sense for a real antagonist an a, a, an extra human antagonist to show up to kind of kick off the hostilities for the next trilogy. Sure. Uh, Cause otherwise it's just going to be splinter splinter factions of earth belt and the Mars again. And it feels like that's not quite the expansion that I'm, that I'm, that I'm used to for these big, big trilogy jumps. That mm-hmm. anyway. uh, at the end of the scene, drummer and her fleet arrive on Sirius station, towing massive amounts of food and supplies and are greeted by heroes. Yeah. Uh, or as heroes by most, but not all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the UNN. Oh, God. The, yeah, I, I love, I so love Avasarala like, coming in, like, get off the line, asshole. I need to talk <laughs> to this lady. <laughs> I'm so glad she does that. I was, I was tearing yeah. my hair out when there was this blockade of their supplies. Because oh, you can oh see drummer, God. drummer, like the thermometer bulb just rising right? and rising. He's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking turn this shit around. Fuck. Like yeah, uh, or fight my them. way through. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like uh, we got three shove torpedoes left, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This guy, you know, demanding the quarantine and boredom uh, and do all this and that and just following orders. And it's while the while the belters <laughs> are actively starving. Yeah, it, the only thing would have been better if like Avasaral literally instead of cutting him off, she just literally flew in from the camera and like shoved him <laughs> out and been or or Bobby. Bobby throws him in, yeah. in and she's sh- little. Little Manning in the background while <laughs> Officer Hall is talking to him. But yeah, that guy good needed to stand the fuck down. Yep. Um, and you can see, you can see that uh, Officer Hall starts off trying to finesse her. And uh-huh. Drummer is like a street cat that does not want to be pet. You know, like she's not buying like, oh, Fred Johnson spoke well of you. Well, uh, he spoke well of you, too. But like, we don't we didn't agree on a lot. You know, like she's just mm-hmm. like every compliment and and, and pet that she's trying to be given she's she's not having it uh and says matter of fact i came to help the belt not you and pointing out quite correctly like we spent a lot of time talking about in the feedback episode this is a result of a century of belter oppression if not marco mm-hmm. someone would have done it eventually and, um, and directly and years fault. years of avasarala uh being who she is right like she dr- made it worse she dr- made things worse yeah as she says later, like Drummer probably knows her as the person who hangs belters on the wall in one G and tortures them. So, like, yeah, she's 
And, you know, Drummer can't know if she's changed. Um, I think we, having followed her for six seasons now, do feel like she has changed. But, boy. Uh, yeah, what her reputation precedes her. What a character evolution for Drummer in particular. Like, every yeah. season has, like, beat and molded her into the shape that she needs to be to be the leader I think she's going to be in mm-hmm. this season. Like, you know, um, she's the ultimate evolution of like the Fred and Dawes's that the Fred Johnson's and Anderson Dawes's of the world. She's the, the synthesis of the, and, and the, the, the Clay Sashford's of the world. She's the synthesis of all that stuff. Um, and it's really exciting to see. And, and she's also holding us cause she sees it happening to herself and she doesn't want it. Yeah. Like I, she's like, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to be the prime minister of the fucking belt. I don't even want to be the Supreme uh-huh. dictator. I don't want to, I just, I just, I just want to help other belt and, and I don't want eventually when you move up the hierarchy of helping enough people, you're going to get into politics no matter what, you know, even if it's the politics of a small organization, sure. uh, but no, it I, probably I feels bad. Really feel for her in, in later scenes in the scene with her and Naomi where she's just stuck, man. Like she's already given so much to this, to this cause of helping other belters that to turn back now would make all of that pointless. Um, yeah. make it all worth nothing and you know she doesn't I, I don't know it's tough we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get there but that's a really yeah. excellent scene I feel for back on board the Pella Philip is doing his best to ignore the rum and and brandy and and the bourbon flowing freely aboard the Pella the clock in on time for his latest repair shift finds out his partner uh, Tadeo is missing Turns out he's in the brig for breaking radio silence, trying to contact his brother on series who he's been worried sick about. Yeah. Uh, not, not too much to talk about here that I haven't already talked about. The The payoff is coming in the next scene of this. Yeah. Uh, I thought it's interesting because like this practice of like breaking out the good stuff to celebrate big victories is an ancient naval tradition. Mm-hmm. Like going back to you know since they were sailing like you know rum sodomy and the lash you know 16th 17th 18th century sailing traditions like you know you've got you 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 essentially keep the sailors drunk as much as you can because <laughs> number one it sterilizes the water that they're drinking <laughs> number two it makes the severe deprivation and shitty nature of, of living on a wooden boat in in uh the the void of this ocean bearable and yeah. I just I got a kick out of I just even without thinking about using the expression three sheets to the wind, which yeah. is describe the condition of a ship where all the sailors are drunk. They've lost control. The, the sails are blowing. They're not they're 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 not they're not tied down properly. Uh, and I, I, I got it as a sailing kind of fanatic myself. I, I got a kick out of that. Hmm. Um, drummer consults the physician on series who tells him that Yosef's new baby arm is mm-hmm. fucked. <laughs> is going to have to be replaced. She also receives an unwelcome phone call from one Naomi Nagata. Strong, scary movie too. Chris Elliott vibes in this scene. I'm not liking it. <laughs> the strong, the strong hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My germs and yeah. I was thinking mm. Deadpool. You know. Uh, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Little little regrow. It's uh, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you're going to regrow an sure. arm from like stem cells or whatever, it's probably going to look like a fetal little little thing, but. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, we know drummer regrew her spine and she's talking like it was less painful for her. So something 
you know, because the gel is too weak or whatever, it's just not taken and it's growing back mm. in a way that's going to be useless and painful. So they're gonna have to root it out. And I guess it's one of those things where it's like uh, you try it once and if it doesn't take, then well, you got to do the prosthetic. So apparently, yeah, uh, yeah, you're going to have robo uh, Yosef. Yeah, I don't know that we see Joseph. them again. Doesn't seem like it. It felt like goodbye. And mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Um. So Avasarala gets the good news about Prax's new protomolecule-derived superfood. Then Holden briefs her on the sudden risk of the Ringgate travel, which leads her to making a big ask of him and the crew of the Rasananti. What do you think about these meds that she's taken? Are you are you still? It does seem like it's space meth. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's just like like it's just go juice. Speed. Like she can't. She doesn't like um. I thought it was a health issue she was having brought on by distress. And it does seem it's like possible still. She could be lying to, to everyone about what it is. But yeah, I will she's... say that, like, if there's an episode six, Avasarala just hanging like, you know, uh, Alex Kumal style from her grav boots in UNN one because her heart's exploded from too much meth because her <laughs> all of her vital conditions are in the red and she's pushing it harder. That's. Well, actually, that's a pretty expansive way because it 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 brings it'll bring into question all the things drummer worried about. Well, well, sure, maybe I can trust mm-hmm. you, but uh, you know sure. what about the well, the next guy's coming right now, and I don't know. I feel so. If you haven't seen the X Ray episode, there's an X Ray right. episode about Avasarala where she's consulting with the doctor, talking about starting a new medication, and it was in the context of her looking at her one of her iPads and seeing that her like multiple body conditions were in the red zone, blood pressure and heart rate and different like cortisone levels and stuff. And we were thinking that like she's suffering from a serious medical condition. It does seem like, cause that was in the context of her wanting to take a nap and yeah. being interrupted mm-hmm. and, you know, realizing that she can't, she doesn't have time. And I, I think she's just never sleeping and taking space meth to yeah. stay up. Certainly sleep deprived. Um, whether there's more to it, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Um, but and, it does seem like that the, the one happy ending is Earth is probably going to be okay. They're go- well, I mean, it's still fucked, super fucked, and not going to be a pleasant place to live. But people aren't going to starve by the billions, um, and not as many people will to- starve. Uh, and it's going to have applications for the the Belters too, because sure. you know, Ganymede was super fucked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love when Holden comes in and starts telling her things. So so this. This is directly after Bobby tells Avasarala that Holden disarmed the torpedo that could have killed Marco, right? She tells her that? Wait, who? No, no, no. Amos tells Bobby that. Amos tells Bobby that, yes. I don't think Avasarala finds out this episode. Okay. I, I could have sworn she found out this episode, which makes this scene doubly, doubly crazy. But okay, even if it doesn't, like he comes in here and he's like, I've got something more important than the war and we need to warn Marco that the things he's doing could cause problems for him. And she's just loses her freaking mind. You are the most yeah, naive the, person. Oh, I've James, ever met. you are truly, you are truly one, one of a kind. kind. Like as soon as he says, what do you think we should do? We should tell Marco. Oh, James, <laughs> just like, you know, it's like she smelt a fart or something. She's just waving like, get out of my can. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm with her. Uh, I think Holden is correct ultimately as as he always is right in his assessment that like everybody should know everything for the greater good of everyone but yeah but but the timing man the timing is not right and she shows him why so 
I would love if Avasarala starts doing. Do you remember that old uh, spoof movie, Airplane? Uh-huh. Uh Where there's the guy that's like, I picked the picked the wrong day to quit smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes. I picked, she's like, uh, oh, I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing space glue. I picked the wrong day to quit <laughs> quit injecting space meth. Like every right. every new fucking thing that happens, she's like getting thrown out the laser bong. She's <laughs> she's doing whatever she can to keep going, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Holding. Oh my god, it it kills me. There's also a nice send off with Monica here because she's like, this is so fucking, mm. so fucking grimly funny in 21st century America that uh, she has this thing that's resonating with people, this lazy earther segment that we saw filmed, but also the guy who's the lazy earther guy is getting death threats because he's being used for, pro- you know, he's the, the, the inner's pet, special pet number two. Like it's, it's, mm. there's no unmitigated good sentiment that you can, air today that won't get a sizable fraction of the population angry with you sure um and this feels like exactly the same kind of thing where it's like this guy came out and just like can't we all get along fuck you you know like that's uh, you should die we're gonna space that's that's what that's what happened yeah um so yeah she uh and then avasarala coming to grips with who she was and how keeping earth safe as put it in the greatest not not just earth but the entire human race in its greatest jeopardy ever mm-hmm. uh like what a crushing realization that must be for someone like avasarala and she's lost so much her son oh, yeah. uh blajun mm-hmm. uh maybe that's a net positive but you know it's it's she's, <laughs> she's 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 gone through a lot of pain and learned these paid a premium of these prices and the irony of her situation is not lost on her um yeah great character Turns out, Jim, Amos on series having a bad case of the shore leave. Bobby hosts an intervention yeah. of sorts. Will That's... Amos drag her down into the shore leave, or will she ri- help him rise above? Some seriously bad bedhead going on there, Amos. Jesus, <laughs> the glitter beard. Yeah. The yeah. I can't wait to see this in 4K. The because I didn't see the lipstick. I saw the neck scratches. I saw the mm. the beard glitter. Uh, and him just kind of staggering into the bar and seeing Bobby there. And she's like, you just drinking and fucking? He's like, till they run out of water. The other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I like how Bobby is able to sort of talk him down from, you know, making a, yeah, you know, I don't even know if it's a rash decision here. It's, it, it maybe is warranted in the situation. Um, but then, you know, she tells him like, look, the only reason we fight ultimately is because we're fighting alongside the people we love. Um, yeah. Which is exactly what drummer is going to, going to hear from Naomi later. Right. That brings her around. So I, I think there's a very good theme of why we fight in this episode. I understand why they called it that. Yeah. This is something if you've ever like read military memoirs or seen movies like, you know, Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers, Black Hawk Down, <laughs> multi generations of soldiers. You might sign up and enlist for various causes yeah. or whatever, but when you're like she says in the shit, mm-hmm. it just about it's just about the people beside you watching each other's back, hoping to survive the next day. Yeah. Um, and Amos realizing what a complete shit he would feel like if he reads like some blotter item while he's fucking and drinking his life away that the Rasanani's been killed in action. Right. And like what if I was a like that's that's the thing that like crystallizes his mind. Like shit, you're right. Um, I need to need to get back to Rasanati. But first, yeah, the brothel. <laughs> one last one last round into brothels. And he invites Bobby and Bobby. Yeah, 
does not turn him down flat. And and she's like, you know, do you want me to go to partake of the brothel or partake of you? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Which I feel like is Amos uh, to a T, right? Like it, it it rings true of like all the illest stuff that happened with him and yeah. that UN, uh, or not even UN, it was uh, just some mercenary corporation. I don't know. I think uh, Bobby's always been a little little flirty horny, you know, like whether it's yeah. uh, wanting to wage a war on Alex's gut or seeing mm-hmm. what uh, Amos's little man is capable of. Uh, I wonder if yeah. they're gonna like they'll, they'll hint <laughs> to whether this actually happened or not because it's Schrodinger's mm-hmm. bang session. Like yeah. the look on Bobby's face as they cut is like perfect, kind of like well, no, but then again, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I hope they do. I hope they do. It's all I, I've been shipping this shit since season two. So especially if they're not going to crew up together, I, I think it's even there is even less incentive for them to not. Um, I think they do crew up. I actually think that's one of the resolutions so? is that, the, that the, you know, this is the final season. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Is she going to hold Avasaral's clipboard for another episode? Or is she going to get back and be a goddamn gunnery sergeant? Yeah. You I don't know. know. They certainly haven't set her up to take over Avasaral's position. She's still looking for a fight, mostly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're about ready. We're getting into the, the end game of the episodes. So let's take one final break and then get back to it. All right, we're back with an emotional scene. Michio informs Drummer that neither she nor Yosef will be rejoining her in the war effort, choosing to remain behind on series under the oppressive boot of the inners. Macho Peru, and probably your final scene, breaks Drummer's heart. This is what, this is what you book readers have been waiting for, I can only assume. <laughs> this is what the big moment the Macho Peru is going to do. Just, just break Drummer's heart into mm-hmm. all four chambers. There's a piece yeah. that they can give to, to Yosef and Naomi and uh macho keeps one for herself uh Mm -hmm. no no of course not they aren't the same character (laughs) in the book in the show uh yeah i like this scene i it's it's a sad scene but it's it's the best way for this to work out right like absolutely you can't have a dude with a baby arm uh you know not pulling his way cyber especially when he, he it's not like Oh, he can't pull his weight, right? Because I think Drummer would be willing to forgive him working a little slowly. It's that it's it's the same thing with like Holden and Naomi, where it's not that Holden doesn't think Naomi can't can live with uh, him killing Philip. It's that he can't live with it. Um, Joseph can't live with being dead weight on this ship, or, or even his own. Even if he's not complete dead weight, his own perception that he's doing less than he should be. Uh, yeah, and, and then Michio can't leave him behind. Like, there's, I don't know, man. There, there's a finality to this when you realize that Drummer's entire family is gone now, which I didn't realize. I when I watched this the first time, yes. and I hadn't seen the scene with Naomi and her um, yet, and then I realized, oh shit, yeah, I guess her entire family is gone at this point. It really makes this scene hit a lot harder on the second watch. I, I I continue to be so glad that I did a complete series rewatch um, because like, yeah, like I, I started ticking off like, you know, because you, you first meet drummer in season four, no season five, and she's just sleeping in this big puppy pile of belters. Yeah. And like, though, like there's like six people in one bed and these are the people she's going to tick off that have died. And like every one of them, like, oh, right. They lot left Yaxana and that left because of the and then, you know, this guy, yeah, I got spaced by Marco. And then here's she's alone. The whole mm-hmm. the 
the Polyam Belter fam uh, is 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 done for, um, and it's a blow. And yeah, yeah we'll, we'll and, get, and it we'll doesn't get the, show the more of that. It doesn't really show on drummer, right? Like that's the thing. Drummer is so composed at all she's times, and, and she's just numb at this point. She is, yeah, and, and that really like, shows in the Naomi scene too. Like like Ashford, like she's had so many lost Fred. E- yeah. even like like all, all of her friends lovers and mentors have been gone or taken for me except for naomi mm-hmm. which they've had you know clearly a, a, a troubled you know like a complicated past and she's the one she's the ghost that shows up at, at this kind of low point but i, I thought it was a great yeah. line when she's like on her way out she's like you know i never loved you because you were fighters this is something she's saying the the macho in particular mm-hmm. i loved you because you were builders and i wanted to build something with you and instead yeah. everything's been destroyed and yeah Goddamn, Carrie Mm-hmm. Renfield once again soothes Marco like the baby he is, burping him and putting a pacifier in his mouth before laying him down in his crib for a nap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll, re, I'll recategorize this scene for, for our listeners. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Rosenfeld, I almost couldn't remember her name because you keep calling her Renfield. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I'm so fucked. I really, you put a gun in my head. I couldn't tell you which of the three things I've been calling her. Uh, Rosenfeld uh, properly assesses that it is not just the turning of the war that has Marco down, but it's also the relationship he's having with his son. Uh, and, and uses Philip's performance, his, his speech in the mess to bolster Marco's confidence in both himself and his son. That's that's what yeah, I saw where happening did he, here. Where did he get that fire? And uh, right? Marco is kind of impressed, which I'm still on the theory that there's going to be a sudden and inevitable betrayal of Philip uh, of Marco by Philip. Um because boy, they keep building those those blocks. They keep laying that fucking track. And this is going to be the thing where like simultaneously as Philip is like, "You know what? Fuck my father." Uh, for doing this to me, doing this to the belt, doing this that like Marco is going to be fully trusted in his son, so he's going to be at that mm-hmm. position where he can do it. It just seems it seems it feels right, and it also will retroactively make James Holden look like a fucking genius for sparing him. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, mildly interesting. Yeah. And then these these dovetail together, just so you can see the divergence of the track. Uh, Philip receives word from Ceres that Tadeo's brother has been slain, which causes a crisis of faith in both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this pretty emotionally effective just because I think the kid yeah. playing Philip is terrific. Dude, and so, like, so is the dude playing Tadeo. I, both of these guys are nailing these roles. Because you can see Philip comes in with like a Marco, like he's trying to do that thing where he talked, when, when he, he gave the message to his friend's family that he'd killed. You know, he's trying to be the military officer mm-hmm. and he's standing stiffly to attention and he's just mad, like, hey, I regret to inform you, your, your, your brother died. And he's saying, and then like what was unexpected, and this makes so much sense. Like all the scenes we've seen with this guy, like why is he so obsessed with this? Because it's the dock worker, and the dock's got Tadeo. In 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 Tadeo instantly realizes that this is ultimately his fault mm-hmm. in a very real way, and in, in in a complete a rejection of all of Marco's bullshit. Or Marco never takes personal responsibility. It's always yeah, for a greater yeah. good. It's always where like today's like, and, and you know, honestly, that doc would have been bombed regardless. Mm. But Tadeo wouldn't have been responsible for it if he had said no. 
And yeah. like, you can see the look on like, you know, cause Phillips like, no, it's the inners. No, it's, it's my fault. I'm the one that planted charges. I believed them when they said it was going to be just inners and it's just, but, and just falling apart. And like, I felt like Philip is hugging himself as much as he hugging Tadeo because he's yeah. just realizing like the scales are just falling off of his eyes. Like this isn't just like, well, I've left the belters a, or the inners a problem to deal with. He slaughtered belters. Uh, pri- primarily belters suffered over the inners. Um, it, it's it's yeah, I, I it's it's it, it's it's a really impressive scene from him. It is absolutely. Uh, I I felt it. And it is surprising to me that they got there with a character that we met what two episodes ago. Um, and they brought this around in that amount of time. It it speaks to you know how quickly things are moving in this season. Even if I, I I'm not sure I realize it in the moment, but scenes like this really reinforce it to me. Like boy, we are moving through this stuff really fast, and it doesn't feel like anything is getting shortchanged. Like this scene proves it. And there's such good storytellers because again, like it's just like Tadeo just being obsessed with the news and like you know like a word about. Like there's so many layers to that storytelling, yeah. and then they get to this point where the guy just like it's my no I like eh, I just think of other yeah, lesser shows the- we've seen where they would have done this in one episode, mm-hmm. and like just but just just having a foresight to put little like like the little building blocks an episode or two in advance so it it hits for not just the viewer but it you like the the best storytelling is when the characters and the viewers are synchronized emotionally and have a crushing realization at the exact same time. And mm-hmm. I feel like the expanse does that really well of aligning the viewer with the emotion of the scene and the inevitability of what's happening. So you feel the same kind of despair and uh, catharsis or whatever you're supposed to like, they're just really good at it, especially so economically. That's the thing too, is, is all these scenes are pulling double duty, right? It's not just, they're establishing this new character and setting up the stakes for when we find out that he killed his brother, but that's also having direct effects on Philip um, and, yeah. and larger effects on Philip, honestly, like he's the main character in these scenes, but th- these scenes are like every little layer is adding both to both stories uh, for both of these guys. And I, yeah, I really appreciate just how, how streamlined the storytelling is in this final season. It reminded me of what we were talking about before the Christmas break when we did our Jurassic Park review that like how and this goes back to also our recent um, uh, Jaws retrospective where like Steven Spielberg is just a master mm-hmm. at every scene doing two or three things like he's introducing a character. but He's also telling you something fundamental about dinosaur DNA yeah. or the nature of the paleo like like everything is doing at least three different things and setting up a different d- additional scenes. And that's what you've got to do if you're adapting a huge dense Michael Crichton novel. Or a giant Dan and Ty, you know, sci-fi magnum opus in six. You've got to do that. And, like, they took a plot line, which is just, Philip got a demotion. He's mm-hmm. on the outs with his dad. And did three other things with it yeah. that are now, like, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's a how you fit 90 minutes of storytelling in 45 minutes each week. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's, this show is so criminally underappreciated. <laughs> For sure. Um, by its own community, it feels like. I feel like so many people have just, like gotten butthurt about the end and like they're not nearly as excited There's this massive Paul cast over the season because of it. And it's just a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Um, drummer is able to bypass a UNN security checkpoint, getting to back to the docks, leading her to be called the inner's favorite pet. 
Then as she's stewing over that, Naomi drops by her ship, the Tynan, unannounced. This is an apex scene. It is. A- it apex is emotional predator of a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a shitty way for Naomi to come back to drummer. Uh, not ideal. Not the way I would have liked to see them get back together. But it has to be done for the greater good, right? Um, and, and, and it's th- almost surprising that it works. Like if all the pieces don't come together just the way they do. And, and that's the other thing I love about the storytelling here is it's very intricate. It's not just that it's, you know, every scene's pulling double duty, but the pieces that are moving all need to click together in a certain way. And uh, of course they're able to do that because they're writing the story and they can make any piece click wherever they want. But yeah. it, it feels right when it happens. Um, like, Naomi coming back, being forced to come back for the greater good to talk to her friend who she's kind of been on the outs with at the moment where her family is just gone. And now she has to give her a reason to continue and a reason to almost betray herself in a weird way. It's yeah, it's it's crazy good, man. I I love this scene. And it. The thing is, is like that's what we're talking about the like the loaded and the the multi-dimensional storytelling is it hit me really hard when drummer made the realization at the same time I did that Naomi wasn't because I thought they're just like, yeah. we know it's been a while since, you know, they had that short episode. They need to pay that off. But the fact that Naomi was there, not because she cared about drummer, not because she wanted to make amends, not because she wanted to apologize, but because she needed to ask mm-hmm. for her. Her to, to to embrace Avasarala. She's doing a know? favor for James Holden in this moment, and you got to remember, like, there's a line in here where Drummer says, "Some of us have lost more than others." And if you look mm-hmm. around Naomi, the devastation that you see around Drummer just isn't there. It's not there. Like, oh no, she hasn't. She hasn't truly lost Philip. Like, yeah, she, she lost wins. Alex. Alex lost her son to a cause, but not lost him. But not lost him in the way that she lost Surge, right? Like not finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drummer has lost multiple things in the ways that Naomi has not, and I feel like her coming back and asking her to give more is just such a slap in the face. But and what what's great is like like Drummer doesn't do the like suck it up and be like, but she. What, what I think it makes it work because you said like because uh, like when when they turn the corner on that and Naomi's like hat, hat in hand in her I'm like is this but like yeah. what works is they allow drummer to comment on how unfair and shitty it is mm-hmm. like when she just like you know fuck you fuck you fuck it's like very much like uh you know the uh where where and also the fact that drummer is insistent but also like completely open and and honest like when when uh, drummer's like there's got to be another way. And Naomi's like, well, then show me the way and mm-hmm. I'll help you. We'll join your side. If you've got the solution and drummer pause realizes there, there is no, there is no solution. There yeah. is no place in the universe that she wants to be in. Well, so it's ex- like, except what's the lesser of the two evil situation at know? her family's side. And, and Naomi's right. Fighting like, like Bobby says, fighting for the people you love in those moments. Right. And Naomi says it here. And it turns out that the only person that drummer loves at any at at this point is Naomi. She's got to fight alongside Naomi, right? If she doesn't do this, Naomi could be next. It's like she's lost everything and yet she still has this one thing that she can rally behind and she knows Naomi's right, but 
man, it's it's an it's another huge ask of her to to continue down this road after she's lost so much. And she does it because she she gets it. She understands. But man, that's a hard it, choice to make. It's great because it's also works just like visually and thematically because like the door opens and Naomi's there. She's uninvited. She's invading drummer's personal space. So you can tell drummer like like kind of retreats into a reserve of politeness yeah. and like, oh, come on. And then when she invited him to ship, I'm like, oh, my God, what is her crew going to think? Because like a big sticking point for the last two seasons are, do you love us as much as you love Naomi Nagata? Uh-huh. And then I realized that she's walking to like, these are all strangers. Yeah, they, uh, the drummer's family's already gone. There's no damage that can be done. And then, like, it keeps escalating. Like, you know, uh, uh, drummer tells her to leave the ship, and Naomi can't because she's got to de- she's got to do her mission. And she clears the bridge. It's like, oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be it just the, the way they do. Like, I I noticed this last season too, where uh, you know, there's there's things where like Naomi or a drummer is talking to uh, Oksana through an airlock there's a physical yeah. barrier because they're not being honest and not talking about the things and then when they finally you know leveled the, the the airlock opens and drummer steps into it they do so many things with like this ship being her inner sanctum and mm-hmm. like in her personal space her emotional space and naomi you know penetrating it deeper and deeper it's starting to sound sexy but you know like she's 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 trespassing because she needs to she has to she's causing her friend pain she's like yeah it's 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 great it's it's really great and like i really felt for drummer like resisting the you know naomi's embrace but also giving into it because that's inevitable too um man what what a great scene i didn't expect this many emotional scenes in the penultimate episode of a war a war science fiction series uh avastral and drummer have a real roosevelt and stalin meet at yalta (laughs) moment in the center of Sirius Station, uh, where the old adversaries try to find common ground and common cause in the war against the Free Navy. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, or a big student of history, but one thing I know is after World War II, the U.S. and USSR were fast friends, never betrayals, <laughs> never mistrusted. That, that, that joining together to beat a common evil foe just mm-hmm. was, was, was forged an alliance that lasted to, 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 down to this day. Down to this day. <laughs> sure. That sounds right to me. Uh, yeah. How about how about her call sign, Burnt Angel? What was it, Burnt Angel? I think is what they call her. I don't have subtitles, so not sure. But oh, for Avasarala or uh, yeah, I thought she was Archangel. Archangel. It sounded like Burnt Angel to me. Maybe they switched it up. Maybe she's you know changed her her feelings on the Belters, and she's changed her call sign with it. I don't know what it means, but uh. I thought it was interesting. She's looking great in well throughout this whole episode and, and always when has uh, Avasarala not looked great, but yeah, her, yeah, her yeah. style has really changed over the last. I, I only really noticed it this season, but she's wearing a lot fewer saris and she's wearing a lot more like suits or, or like overcoats, darker yeah. tones. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks fantastic on her. I love this like trench leather trench coat, asymmetrical like I don't know, almost torn looking dress like a like a cave person kind of dress. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that boots. like 
drummer's the one that's always talking about wearing a collar, but like Avasral is actually wearing a collar and throughout this episode. Sure. Uh, I thought yeah. there was an interesting symbolism of like who's really in control here. Um Yeah. I thought it was it because like, you know, um as, it, it's an interesting moment because Avasral correctly deduced that drummer was not going to come see her on unn1 uh-huh. she's gonna to have to go and put herself at, at personal i mean we saw the marines land and secure this area and they were wearing battle suits and had a battalion a battalion of soldiers behind them right yeah. and now avisaral is going in here with like three or four security guards um it's <sighs> and it's a great scene because like all this stuff i you know i made a joke about the soviet union in the united states because like this is the this is the, the exact same thing we were talking about last. Like okay, so we're friends now, but once Marco's defeated and the ring gate secure and everyone's mm-hmm. going about their business and everything goes back to normal, then how long is going to be till it's fuck Belters? And even if yeah. for the rest of Madame Avasarala's rule of Earth, she's eventually going to die. And like, are the people? But like, you know, how like how, how long is going to take to get back to fuck Belters? Yeah, um, is poor man's Paul Giamatti going to step in there and and fuck things up? Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or major to whoever the hell this guy is. I don't um, know his name. And there's yeah, all no, this, it's right. all it makes all logical sense. You know, you hate Marco. I hate Marco. I don't mm-hmm. have enough ships. You don't have enough ships. You know, the quicker we end this thing, the less death and destruction on both sides. Like, yes, we have been uh, responsible for centuries of oppression, but there's a billion people dead on my planet that have paid for that price. Like, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, this show seems to be like, as I mentioned in the, the, it's, it's my political theory that like, anytime there's a generational dispute, the stronger party is going to be the one that has to take a punch. And I yes. feel like Avasaral has embodied that. Like as soon as earth got attacked, what did earth want to do? Mm-hmm. Nothing more than to lash out and just destroy the belters mm-hmm. destroy their stations nuke series all that stuff but avasaral is like well what is that going to get us um yeah and and like yeah she is trying to absorb the punches she's trying to absorb the jabs the punch like the the needling the the attacks and just keep it like well this is but this is what kind of in, in, in a much more abrupt version that, that 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 naomi was doing but like it's this is what we have to do there's no other solution it's a thing mm-hmm. that makes the most sense and you might not like all I can do is give you my word and, and hope that this does forge a lasting peace and trust and alliance. And, and I don't know. I, yeah. And the, I mean, it, change has to start somewhere, you know, it, it, unless, unless you think like Marco does where some grandiose, uh, display, some, some wild swing is just going to totally obliterate the other party. You you have to start somewhere with change, yep. and that's what I think is so significant about this. Right? It's it's two it's two of Prax's, you know, or, or Claire. I forget who says it. Uh, two of those good people coming together mm-hmm. to do the right thing, and it is the tiniest of of things here. This is not going to fix hundreds of years of of oppression. This is not going to fix it overnight. This is not going to fix it. Maybe in the next hundred years, but if you don't start here, you're not going to change anything. You you've got to start somewhere, and that's why I like this scene. I'm going to guarantee more of the same, which uh, yeah. you know has led to the death of, of billions. So, 
And I love this uh, is this is Avasarala fighting back, right? When Bobby says, "I just want to get out there and I want to stop, I want to stop, you know, shoe gazing and I want to fight back," um, or soul gazing, whatever she says, uh, <laughs> and, and I want to fight back. This is Avasarala doing it. It's just Avasarala doing it in the way that actually can work. Um, the way that not just fights back, um, you, you know, militarily and maybe beats the enemy into submission changes the status quo this this is this has the potential to change everything between the the belt and the inners yeah yeah and there's like uh there's this uh you know they quoted uh uh a song of ice and fire the unbent unbowed unbroken they also came perilously close to J.R.L. tolkien's you know legolas and gimli did you ever think that you'd be fighting alongside an elf what about a friend? You know, like there, uh-huh. but that, that's the thing is like, that's not Avasarala and drummer, but yeah, sure. uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 they had their kind of Legolas and Gimli moment as well. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, they, they, they kind of pan out. This is the last scene of the episode. They kind of pan out to so, show the greater series station. And I was looking like picking out in the crowd, UNN officers and MCRN officers and Belter civilians. And, uh, and everyone seems to kind of be murmuring their ascent. Like, you know, mm-hmm. between the lucky earther, between Marco showing his ass, um, between Earth and, and Mars standing there and helping them, even though it is against their best interest. Like all the things that Avastral's resisted doing in the last season and a half has now built to where she has this moment. Because that's the thing. Imagine if like yeah. Earth had nuked fucking series. <laughs> like <laughs> drummer would be like, get fucked, get perma fuck, get mega fuck. Yeah. You know, there well, I mean, there would be no the the this opportunity wouldn't even exist. Like uh-huh. there's so many doors office Rala could have walked through in the last two seasons that she didn't to allow her to credibly be like, I am no longer the person that tortures belters on gravity hooks. I feel like a real asshole for that. Uh, yeah. And that's not enough. Like, you know, it's like, again, like in a probably fair world, office Rala should be punished for that kind of shit. Maybe she has, but the death of her husband and, and the, the loss of like a 10th of earth's population under her watch. But mm-hmm. You know, it's an imperfect world, and at some point, people have to trust, and people have to 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 rise above the provocations and and the atrocities, and uh, I think the appropriate side's doing it. Um, Earth, yeah, Earth and, and this Mars isn't are the ones coming to the table. This is not like you know the the solution to all the problems, and it's not going to change things overnight. And I'm sure there are still belters who live on series station who probably still think fuck drummer fuck uh, oh the station administrator what a traitor she's making you know all all those people are still exist even though drummer came in and and essentially like is the de facto leader of series right now right like most of the belters probably appreciate what she did bringing the supplies in and just handing them over to her or to the station because you can tell it's gonna be other people uh, like reasonable, I, I would put the station administrator of series. They uh-huh. have established themselves in the exact same thing that drummer said. Like, I don't serve Marco. I serve the people of the belt. Yeah. And she catch or they, sorry, they catch uh drummer in 4k under data pad being the lap dog at the inners, you know? So like you can tell sure. probably, you know, like, like there's probably a big war in the hearts and minds of belters. Like, what do we think about drummer? You know, she came and saved us, but she's also helping the. And it's even on, even on Sirius Station is the the crazy thing to me, right? Like that will happen. You know, you'll have the hero come in and save your ass, save your life, and you'll still hate them. Like yeah. it's 
it's not it's not a guaranteed win for everyone on series but yeah well nobody wants to be saved you know they want to they want yeah. to sometimes they need it but then nobody almost no one wants it <laughs> sure uh anyway uh it's a great episode i still am like even with all the assurances i've heard from people that have seen it um I, it's still hard to believe they're gonna that they're gonna stick this landing in another hour of television but if I'm gonna bet on anybody, it's gonna be this crew because mm-hmm. they've done just a terrific job of adapting these these novels. It might be my new yeah. favorite adaptation because like Lord of the Rings has been my previous standard bearer, maybe got the Godfather films. But yeah. like this has been an a true adaptation. Like the mm-hmm. books and the show differ markedly, but yet feel so consistently in terms of tone and their characters and all that that like you know, you could you could like if you're done with season three, you could pick up book four and start reading. And like these characters, even though they've had different yeah. lives and different adventures, they still feel the same or contrasting. You could read the books up the season th- up the book three and then jump in on the series and book. And you would it's so seamless, even though so many things have right. happened differently. It's just such a great adaptation of one material of one medium to another. It, it, it might be my new favorite. And that's why, why I'm not overly sad about it ending if it does, in fact, end after season six permanently yeah. uh because i know we have three more books and i can just jump right into those you know I've, yeah i i don't feel like you and you won't miss you a beat fundamentally change anything by jumping into the books right after this yeah and uh of course you know i want and that's the thing it's like i i, I flatter myself to think i got 40 45 more years ahead of me uh i wouldn't be surprised if we get an expanse uh at some point you know and i'll be just as excited yeah. Yeah. As a seventy-year-old, as I would be as a forty-five-year-old, to to re- rejoin my my old friends James Holden, Naomi Nagata, uh, Amos Burton. Yeah, think of all those Star guess, Trek fans. Is Alex still kicking 70s. around the books too? You know. Oh yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He's right. still alive in so, the books. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be wild because I'm as soon as this series is done, I'm going to read book six. And it's going to be interesting to see Alex still still alive. That'll that'll uh, be the first kind of like real. Like, oh my God, uh, cognitive dissonance <laughs> that the show has created in the adaptation. Yeah. That's something that was forced on them. That's not something they, they made to call themselves. True. So that's what we think about this penultimate episode. We want to hear what you think. Expanse at baldmove.com is where you can send that. Uh, we will have a feedback episode out early next week uh, to get you all set up for the penultimate or the ultimate, the finale episode. And don't forget, you're cordially invited to watch the show live with us as it premieres. Uh, on twitch.tv slash bald move at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to gather at again twitch.tv slash bald move and live watch the episode start to finish. Yeah, it's Thursday uh, night. If it, you already have the Amazon Prime subscription, all you need is a free Twitch account. It takes about 30 seconds to link those two together and bam, you can watch watch it along with us and the rest of the bald move community. We'd be delighted to have you. But either way, the podcast for this episode will be out immediately. Uh, it's, it's at the exact same time uh, you can enjoy that and then we'll have a final feedback episode and wrap up and then that'll be the the end of the expanse for now we'll see if the expanse expands once more mm-hmm. but uh i i'm i'm so nervous excited for this next episode uh yeah i had to i had to put my son in a straight jacket <laughs> like we, we 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 wrestled he was like had the last he's like chromecast the next one i'm like i can't i've got a job i don't care and and i had to physically i I had to, I had to put him in one of those uh, martian prison cells that yeah. have the isolation thing in it because that's that's what that's that's how much he wanted to see it. and i'm right there with him it's a couple more days for all of us uh we'll see you around 
Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.